So people were feeling. Now it's one yeah. thing about that. Now it's one thing. He, did the, he, he did the Drake before the Drake, where you have to be forced to listen to the diss song. Yeah. And if I ever diss somebody again, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it over a nice club beat so a person will be happy, they'll be forced to hear it in places they don't want to hear it if things come to prominence to that. That would be nice psychological torture. I mean, the beat was cool. I do that to bitches. You guys did you. <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna take that part and make that the intro of this episode. <laughs> That's funny. What's up? This your girl Khadija, aka Arcadia. This your girl FJ. It's your girl Tyson here. This Jimmy, the one and only guy. It's your girl Tyler, and you tuned into my boys Max Say Less and Mike Navarro. Max Say Less and Mike Navarro. Mike Navarro and Max Say Less. On Facts from the Lab. Facts from the Lab. Facts from the Lab. Facts from the Lab. No opinions, all facts. Saturday night, got the guys with me. Nah, it is. What's going on? Not much, man. Um, as I was driving to the studio, I was uh, listening to some to some Beanie Siegel, and it dawned Beanie on me. Beanie Siegel. Yeah. Yeah. Real right, what's up? Real hip-hop, huh? Of course, yes. Yeah, and it dawned on me that, damn, hip-hop is turning 50 this year. 50. Wow. It's a big number. That is, that is a big number. It is. I mean, that calls for celebration, don't it? Yeah, man, and the episode as well. Oh, wait. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to be doing all year. <laughs> this is just the beginning of it, you yeah. know. And, of course, when you're celebrating something like this, an anniversary of a music, of a genre that we love so much, got to bring people on and, you know, discuss it and get everybody's, you know, feel, feelings on this genre we love called hip-hop. And who better to have than people that actually does this thing called hip-hop? Involved with it, but... Before we, before we introduce them, we gotta introduce ourselves, of course. Mike Navarro. T-Man Max Salus. And we do have two guests. So one of them is a returning guest, so we'll let them introduce themselves. Whichever one of y'all wants What's going on? What's going on? Facts from the lab. <laughs> it's your boy Nepal. It's Japan spelled backwards. So good to be back. Thanks guys for having me again. Thanks yep. for making time to come by, man. Yep. Appreciate you. Next. Peace, facts from the lab. This is Meta, aka Indiglo Aura, because my production name is not my rap name. Glad to be here. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. Specific. That's cool. I ain't mad at it. Yeah, yeah. So we basically, you know, just just talking all things hip hop, our love of it, why we listen to it, why we involved with it, as two of us at this table are, and you know, just again, it's a celebration, fifty years. So. Say less, I heard you got some notes over there with some bullets. Damn, just throw me out there like that. <laughs> Sheesh. I mean, we go, I told you, I didn't write notes. So I mean, we could just start at the beginning where it started and okay. how it started. All the right. origin of hip hop. So let's, let's, let's start there and then we can go around and talk about what got us into hip hop. Where did the love, when did we first fall in love with it? So let's go ahead and start with the beginning first. How do we start that yeah. off? Um, it started in the Bronx. Bronx. Shout out to the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, up there. Stand up. In 
73. 73, but some say 71. We'll just say... Because we can even go back to uh, the Jubilaires... You know what I mean? Right. In 1940, or we can we could take it to uh, Pick Meat Markham in 1968. Technically, he was rhyming over a break a break beat syncopated, right? And um, that's you know the ingredients. But as that's far as yeah. adding the four elements and everything, there's an unspeakable name. He put that together. You know what I'm talking about that guy. But um, yeah, 1973 is the established year. You're correct, sir. Okay. So so. Shout out to that show on Netflix, Hip Hop Evolution, because yeah. the only reason why I know that name, Pygmy Margaret, is from that show, because they mm, talked right. about him. Yeah, I think they interviewed, um, it wasn't Cool Herc, it was uh, one, one of the, DJ Hollywood? I think yeah, that's, DJ Hollywood. Yeah, that's what they interviewed, and he was talking about him. He was actually the first person doing blends, but they say, oh, he was doing disco blends. The thing about it is both disco and hip hop have a funk base, so they're kind of cousins and related to each other, just like House. Yep. So there wasn't really much separation at that point in time. But yeah, he was doing the blends before Mr. Herc. <laughs> I like um I like how hip hop started. Um it started out as a form of expression. You know, like um <clears throat> all those issues that was going on back in the day. It's still uh, going yeah. on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. for for yeah. the most part. I mean, years um, later. we didn't yeah. really we didn't really have a, a voice back then. <laughs> and then we kind of like found it in hip hop. Yeah, cause and and it came in right at a, at the perfect time, in the early early seventies. Cause you know you're just coming out of the sixties, and sixties was such a wild ass decade. There's just so much shit was going on. So to have you know black people make this new genre where we could just express ourselves now, right right after that, that was I call that perfect timing. Right. right. Yeah, that that, that, that was. Yeah. Especially if you see the um, the rise coincided with like disco demolition night. <clears throat> And, you know, I think there was racist connotations behind that. You mm-hmm. know, people, people didn't want to see black folks singing and dancing and they girls coming to the parties yeah. singing and dancing with the black man and the black woman. I already know what time it is with that. So they demolished those records and then we came back stronger with aggression because right. they said, oh, this is kind of weird sounding, but, you know, you can't do that with hip hop. And then they adapted to that. So, yeah. All right, what you got next, Max? Um, let me pull up the notes, the notes, the notes. Uh, pioneers. So I like this part because it's so many pioneers because hip hop has so many different avenues and subgenres, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of people don't know where certain things started, you know. Uh, and I, I think people try to take credit from certain people because of their later on antics in life. Mm-hmm. But you can't really take a contribution away. Not for, at all. For real. You know, like, um, I always argue that Soulja Boy is a pioneer. Right. Absolutely. I was, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Very, <laughs> yeah. very first viral artist in history. He yeah. was the first one on iTunes, like, to really wow. go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he, he started that wave. It was a yeah. He was like one of the first ones to like have his music on LimeWire under somebody else's uh, yeah. Somebody else's YouTube, name. all that shit. He yeah. implemented trolling to his advantage before a lot of other people did online. You know what he killed though? Like that people don't really. That's underrated. What? Ringtones. Oh yeah. Ooh yeah. 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 He innovated that. He had it going crazy. Ringtones for sure. Absolutely. And I lived in ATL around that time, so it was. Yeah. It was a good time. They had me I felt like about to buy some yums. Not the yums, bro. I didn't get them, no. I didn't get them. Oh, yeah. Good, good, good. 
Good decision. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, so what pioneer come to, who, whatever pioneer come to mind when you hear See, that, see when I hear that word, hip-hop. I'm immediately thinking the people we were just talking about from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, the, the groundbreakers. Flash. But I mean, that's, like, just, that's just my first thought. But right. if we're talking about pioneers as far as people that, you know, are innovative in a way or or were the first to do this or the first to do that, yeah. then... Yeah, that's a, that's a long list. Because sure. the, the rap has changed in so many ways and still is to this day. Right. Um, so, like, what, what to help you out with that question, like, what key points come to mind first, like, that was really groundbreaking in hip-hop? Uh, I think, I really think hip-hop changed the most when we came out of, like, the Run DMC era. Like, yeah, the when, 80s. We, when we phased into the Jay-Z because, you know, when Jay-Z first started rapping, he was doing the, the, the yeah. hip-hop, hip-hip-hop yeah. as well. HP yeah. is busy, you know 1986, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. So, Jay-Z even adapted, you know, his flows right. and things like that. And then, you know, his career obviously took off. Um, so, I think that was, like, probably, like, one of the biggest switches in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I say the, the G-Rap Rakim era because people were monosyllabic. Outside of, um, yeah. his name is C... I, um, oh man, I'm forgetting dude's name. There's another rapper that was doing it at the same time. Silver Fox is actually the the influence over. Shout out to Silver Fox, my Facebook friend. He's Cool G nice. raps OG, OG. But there was somebody else that rhymed with multi-syllables or polysyllabic flow, the same as Cool G rap. They just didn't have a gangsterism, and I think he influenced a, a gang of people. Him and Rakim. Rakim kept it more in a positive five percent wave. G rap brought the the other the the um. The Italianism, the mafioso rap to the table, and that in turn influenced people like Ray, Ghost, and Hove, Nas, etc. So yeah, definitely yeah. that middle trend, like in between Run DMC, like the '88 when the crack era first started right, touching started. rap, and like you know, what I mean, people wanted to hear their environment. So right. yeah, definitely that. Yeah, definitely G rap. Yeah, Rock Camp is definitely responsible for a lot of niggas stepping their lyrical game up. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. Like definitely. you, you had yeah. asked. Go look at interviews with any rapper that came after him, and they, and and when they asked them, who who did you look up to, who who you inspired by, all of them gonna say Rakim, every Absolutely. last one of them. So, and it, that's that's definitely <clears throat> one of the first ones I would think the name when you thinking of people that like changed this shit. Right. Speaking of changing shit, I have a hot take. I don't. Here we well, go with the hot takes already. Here we go. Well, Meta probably would agree, but um. I think Dipset is responsible for bridging the North and the South. That's a fact. Because if you think about it, like, it wasn't really, like, a lot of collaborations until Cam and them was fucking with T.I., Wayne, Paul Wall and them. You feel me? I feel like they... Right. Yeah. Him, I, I'll say Dipset first and then... 50 second because if you what? if you listen to guess who's back he had bun b on the album like get out the club yeah, and that was like 98 99 yeah. but he also helped disunify new york in the west i was getting there i was getting there <laughs> but the the dip set definitely did and then when they moved to ohio they brought the midwest into the the forefront and kind of even made kanye pop a little more gave him yeah. more credibility you know what i mean sure. put him out there like this dude fresh blob yeah Definitely Dipset. I really feel like Dipset heavily influenced Wayne, cause um at that time Wayne was hanging. Yeah, oh, yeah, Wayne was hanging around them niggas a lot. By far. And you can like hear the shift in 
you feel me, what he was rapping about and how he was rapping and how he was dressing, you feel me, like, he was dressing like Jim Jones a bit. Right. Yep. You know, so, uh, a lot, I, I don't think people give Dipset their flowers as far as how innovative they've been as a group. I mean, like, Dipset was one of the hardest waves to ever hit. For sure. That was when I was really getting into music, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that That was still in the mixtape era, so I definitely was... Like, this nigga Cam had a whole generation of men wearing pink. Like, yeah, I was one of them. I was wearing wild pink at that time. Like, Man, niggas... Only niggas that was wearing pink before Cam was pimps. Pink polo. That's that. Oh, yeah, and Nas in the um, Street Dreams video. He had that pink salmon suit. Mm, yep. Oh, yeah. Because uh, Jay mentioned that. And oh, boy. Was, but, you know. Yeah. Same no <laughs> He's saying no peach. Oh, yeah. And the person I was saying that, that did the syllable flow around Coogee Rapper was Percy P. I had to shout him out because that man was in front of Fat Beats until like 2005. Right. Faithfully every day. Damn. Yeah. That's shout cool. Fat Beats too. That joint closed, ain't it? I believe so. so. Oh man, thanks, But um, Meta brought up a point about um, how Fifty kind of dismantled New York, cause for a long time New York was running hip hop. Yeah, I, I mean, that. like New York had its foot on New York's neck. Like nothing hip hop wasn't not coming through New York, and then Fifty came on this bully shit. They knew Fifty was coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whole soul niggas. They knew yeah, that. He was really everybody like had. a, a samurai's revenge. My bad. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm gonna say he was like a samurai's revenge story in rap form. If you think about it, like somebody yeah. should do an anime of Get Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, that'd be fine. I watch. I seen, seen that movie a hundred times. I mean, I don't know if we can, if, if I can say Fifty is solely responsible for New York taking. He a, played a large part because the, the South was rising hard. It man. was, it was going to be hard yeah. to compete because the. South was popping out new niggas every fucking year, and they was taking over radio. So I mean, with fifty, whatever they was working together. Yeah, yeah, and they was unified. They weren't you like know, New York. Yeah, New York still had niggas beefing. You know what else it is? Um, the South and places like Baltimore and DC are a little more car centric than New York. So down south knew how to make car music, and a lot of New York people still made headphone music. Yeah, it was way too cerebral, but you couldn't really put in the system. Now Wu Tang, if you listen to Thirty Six Chambers, a lot of that bang. Yeah. But if you go down like to '98, sorta um, things like the raucous stuff I used to listen to, it didn't bang like that. It was more like made to listen on the train. So down south yeah. had it already. Cause if you if you think about DC and even here, like one time I was out here when the um, the A Ball and MJG album on Bad Boy first came out, yeah. they was running that all through the city. When I was at the Hess Station, party, 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 Charles Street. All I heard was A Ball and MJG. Mm -hmm. No East Coast rap, and we on the East Coast. Because it resonates with people more. It it bangs. It's right. more environmental. Yeah, that goes to what I was saying. You know what I mean? And and plus, like, despite the northernness of this area and D.C., it's still closer to home for black people. Like, North Carolina and Virginia is right there. Well, y'all... I, I always I, say we're the bridge between both. But see, yeah. I literally just wrote a song about this the other day. It's called Mason-Dixon Line. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Maryland is below the Mason-Dixon Line. Like, people, people in Baltimore... Uh, Country, they just yeah. don't know it. You get what I'm saying, and I see yeah. that all the time. That's what I say. Chicago, D.C., and Baltimore—the country concrete niggas. Right. 
Because sure, so. you can hear, you can still hear people's mother accent, like someone down south family, even in New York, bro. I, like people in the seventies from New York still had that line nine five, you know what I mean. So they peoples came from other places later on, and then that's where that other mixture came. But it's D.C. and Maryland still had that homeness to them. So right, one hundred percent correct. And that's a dope concept to have. Like you shouldn't be ashamed of that. That's where we were imported. Right, exactly. You know it's definitely the harbor, and that's where yeah. all the trade was coming through, exactly. especially the slave trade. So we yeah. got people from everywhere, for real. They probably the had, South. you know what I mean, like the original genetic components of black people that first got imported here, you know what I mean? Right. That's crazy. I agree. Um, I did have another point. Um, damn. Oh. I feel like Kanye like, made conscious rap cool. He okay. did. He made it wavy. Like he put fashion on it. He made being yourself cool. Yeah, like so. I, I think one line that really, really changed hip hop was, uh, "We all self conscious of just the first to admit it." Right. Cause like, yeah, he really opened up the door for niggas to just be themselves. I mean, and um, if you look at when Fifty and Ye dropped on the same day, and <laughs> and. Yeah, fifty. I mean, I NBA. remember watching one on six in Park. Fuck you, talking. yeah. They, they, they made a whole <laughs> deal about New that York shit that night. It was like, <clears throat> but I'm gonna throw something. <laughs> I'm gonna throw something out there, like you know, Kanye flowers. So I'm definitely I grew up Kanye mm-hmm. all the way. Still is like musically. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like I, I give kind of get that credit to Cuddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like people don't give Cuddy his flowers because I don't think we would have really seen the evolution of Kanye right. and the evolution of hip hop without Cuddy. He brought you know even more vulnerability into that, like exactly real true vulnerability because Kanye still kind of had a, a Superman he around. He had his guard up. You know he what I'm saying? Up. And, and a, a weird, wild no, that man handshake weird as hell. I'm dead. Got a hey, yeah. Look, he gave me a sweet handshake. <laughs> like that's how I got a little bit of funny towards him. Why you gave me a sweet handshake? Man? You're a man. You better grip my shit. Yeah, no. Give <laughs> me the like a girl dismissing. Don't touch me. Like, wow. <laughs> I don't even. That's highly believable though. Like I can imagine Yay not having a sweet shake. Yay. Hey yo. You got kisses ring, nigga. You, you said what? You're supposed it's to kiss his ring. ring. <laughs> I know that's probably what he wanted. But then he was in the limo feeding that um that that modeling guy, the the house of fashion owner, from a plate. So you know where his priorities lie. You up here feeding, man. Hey yo, it's crazy. Ouch. Yeah, you about to have faction lab hit. Hey yo, that would be wild. <laughs> if it's facts, then it's that's the I I know. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, you going. You might have you might have power like um Look, OVO people was making afraid. my life hard. We ain't afraid of Chicago <laughs> niggas in Baltimore. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, definitely. We're uh, not afraid. We got guns too. <laughs> I like it out there. By the way, that is a fun city. I, yeah, I love it too. Actually. Yeah, you got good food. They do. That's some thick yeah. joints. It's too. to die for. Yeah, but um, so like, are we staying in pioneers? Do y'all have any pioneers? Personal pioneers? Ludacris, I always say Ludacris. Um, I always say Busta Rhymes. Just, just to throw out a few. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, so we doing honorary pioneers. Okay. Not not honorary. Like, I feel like... Oh, because he wasn't explaining why they're pioneers. Well, I feel like, though, they brought flow, like, different flows to the game that really, you know, leveled up. I think Buster definitely changed the video, uh, the video wave. Yeah, absolutely. I'd say it's him and Missy. I think it's those two. It's both of them. Wild. Like, it was some shit niggas never seen before. Right. And make sure we not skipping over producers today. Right, because producers, oh, no. producers are, are the glue. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. producers don't get enough love. You feel oh, me? In like, that case, Pharrell, Timbaland, especially yeah. Timbaland. Timbo, yeah. Timbo, he's the GOAT. You know, Timbaland indirectly, actually directly, if you listen to early grime in the UK, um, a lot of beats were remakes of Timbo beats. It's like, um, I'm trying to remember whose song. See, my memory is short, but um, there's an early grime song. I don't want to say it's gigs because I don't want anybody from London to be angry at me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a remake of Dangerous. And um, a couple other beats were Timbo beats. I know Timbaland didn't produce Dangerous, but yeah, like there were a few others. If people want to look that up, a lot of early grind beats were based off of Timbo. I'm not surprised. Tim, Tim is the goat. Timbaland is definitely a genius. And I was, um, I was at a karaoke bar recently and somebody was performing Genuine's Pony. And I was as I was watching, I was sitting there thinking to myself, man, Timbo is a genius for this right. beat. Because you got to think about when that beat dropped at that time, 96, ain't nothing sound like, like that, that shit. Right. And that, that, that woke everybody up right. to Timbaland. Like, what so, He fuck? basically invented yeah. Trap Soul earlier than it came out, like 20 years beforehand. Because, like, yeah. I noticed that um, outside of the Midwest and, like, certain parts of the South, that um, that triplicate pattern, like the hi-hats he was using, even though he got those from SMK from um, Memphis because he was part of the basement. And um, but Timberland put those factors together in those mouth sounds, pause that he he used. You know what I mean? Like all the greats, like uh, Michael Jackson used to beatbox his music in. Even the guy that did the uh, the NBA theme song, that's based off an answer machine message that he sent himself, and then he just made the beat off of what he did. But yeah, like Timberland did that and put all those um, I want to call micro regional sounds, the Memphis sound, the VA sound together in. There's something absolutely crazy, but like as I was saying, the t- 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 like not the drill pattern, but sort of similar. You feel me? I like I like how he did that and brought that to prominence through R and B, and then people started rhyming over their, those beats later in other regions. I think that was pretty dope. Yeah, um, I like I like a lot of the production that he had on the Leah joints. You know, um, <sighs> chill, yeah, chill, bro. <laughs> Thanks, he died on my birthday. Oh, no. no she, not on your birthday. She didn't know she crashed on my birthday. Bro, it was August, August. 25th. Oh, I don't know when. Way off. I thought it was April 14th, bro. I thought she died in April. No, it was August 25th. It was August. I remember the episode of 106 in Park. It I got hot. put out the house the same I mean, night. I was <laughs> Yeah, it my was, cousin was like, you got to move. <laughs> AJ and Free was all sad. The audience was sad. I was sad. Sad time, man. Yeah. Crazy. Rest in peace, Aaliyah. But, um, but no, I love you, Aaliyah. A lot of her songs really had dope ass production. Um, yes, they're still being sampled today by absolutely Mm -hmm. by y'all favorite rapper Drake and um, other people. And don't start the Drake talk. You know, I don't like when we talk about (laughs) that. Hey, what is it? It's a fact, huh? Drake is hip hop. He is, whether we want to admit it or not, he is. He is, and he, he's one of those. He, I, he's one of those pioneers. I gotta say it. Yeah, he is. Like he, 
He created a lane and yeah, the singing. Niggas is falling behind it. Ja Rule had that lane. Ja Rule was Drake before Drake was Drake. But then how successful was Ja Rule with but that? Ja Rule had a good run. Because ja Rule was gangster though. He, he Fifty gangster. did have a run though. I mean, Ja Rule did have a run before. For sure. Know. For sure. He had a, a strong run. Yeah. Strong. And so, you know. Oh, by the way, um, the song, the Grime song with the influence that, that was a remake of the Timbo beat was I Love You by Dizzy Rascal. And the beat was, hold up, let me see. The beat was Is That Your Chick. So I Love You was actually a remake of the Is That Your Chick. And that was one of the first Grime songs. So Which we is can a hard-ass song. Yeah, yeah. hard-ass Fire. beat. You remember the original version without Memphis Bleak? Yes. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. then they tried to put him on. That was a shame. <laughs> they was reaching. I remember when it was just Jay and Twisted, that was a fire song, mixtape edition. Let me get this off my chest before we move away from this subject. Drake is the Kakashi of hip-hop. I said it. Wow. Yeah, I said it. You don't like it? Like, for it. I don't care. I was trying to keep it civil I, about Drake. We've done enough no, no, shit no, about I'm Drake in the past. Like, and, what original <laughs> has he done? Um, No, there's nothing. Exactly. And you know what? I shouldn't even be talking about them because it's... Alright, keep going, man. Don't but, worry. like, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. Like, there's... What? He's a genius. Because he's successful with it. He's a genius. Like, I mean, like, y'all gotta understand, he's a chameleon. So right? we... said he's the Kakashi. Yes, he is the Kakashi. So we're honoring, copying, and pasting? That's, I mean... It's not copying and pasting. A lot of rappers do that, bro. When you sample is. a beat, that's copying and pasting. But bro, not only beats, he samples styles. He samples patterns. He, sh- he, right? he definitely Kakashi Shang Tsung. And to be honest, you know, Nick was writing a lot of raps. And yeah, then, sure. allegedly, IQ was writing a lot of raps. And Shy Wisdom was writing a lot of songs. And other people see, were doing other Bro, he stole from Soldier Boy, bro. What's wrong and with having a team and having a face and having... You know, similar goals and y'all pushing to do the, like. There's nothing wrong with that. So like, let me like, but like that is, let me ask you this: It's a part you're, of the game. I, like, you're I, a rapper, I'm right? Right, right. You're right, an artist, right. right? And you put time, effort, and everything into your your craft, right? Correct. So imagine you in a lab, you know, working on something that's special to you. Right. I mean, you putting all of you in it, and then another nigga come and steal your sauce. I mean, that's already happened. How would you, you wouldn't feel a way? But, but Drake's not the only nigga that does that shit, that's, though, yo. That, that's what... Well, I think we're making a big deal about it because... Story, not to your the music t- is a... You I think we're only making it a deal with like him because of how hear. big he is. But other niggas do that shit. Niggas get shit stolen from all the time. I mean, Wayne stole the whole verse from Aaliyah and y'all... And people hail him as the GOAT. And it's like... Exactly. You just made it up. forte verse. I try to keep those Bay Area people at bay. I like them a lot, and I like to go out there. You feel me? You mm-hmm. can't take from them. They're going to get mad. They already think they invented everything. I mean, yeah, they do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I mean, I'm not trying to defend Drake, but I mean, y'all know I got my issues with Drake. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm just I trying to keep this Drake shirt on right now. I got my DMX and Leah shirt <laughs> on, actually. But, um... I'm just trying to keep it fair, yo. Like, he's not the only nigga doing that right. shit. It's just the issue with him because the how name. successful he is off of it. But, like, I just, like, I don't think y'all see the creativity in it. I y'all do. take, I mean, I don't even say y'all, cause, but I'm saying, like, you can't take away the creativity right. that he puts into it. You know what I mean? I like, mean, tracing a picture is easy. 
Some motherfuckers can't stay Trace. within the lines. Right. Whether you saying tracing the picture is easy or not, I bet if we trace the picture right now, my shit would look better than yours. Cause I'm an artist. Give me some paper. Cause yeah. I'm an artist. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know certain things saying? more relatable. Like that's why I can't hate because he he made he he's like he did a lot of things that I wanted to do. He put lyricism right. out, even though it wasn't exactly his. I'm not, you know, the pen is questionable, but he still put that aura forth, and he had girls liking him at the same time. I remember when there was a big barrier. If you had bars, it was nothing but dudes at your show unless you look good, and even then the drones are going to be bored eventually, outside of Nas and Method Man. You know what I mean? It's like, Method. we're going to not go, you're not making any songs for us. You're right. making songs about how good you rap. Right. And he was like, no, nah, let me put this vulnerability from here and here. Right. Let me put this bars from here and here. Let me take this slight aggression from here. It was Think about think pizza. about like what's the interlude on Drake Take Care album with Kendrick? Um and it's Kendrick rapping on Drake yeah. album. I, I know what you're talking about. And yeah. Like yeah. he's it, he breaks it down for you. You know, him going to the club with Drake and you know having a few drinks with Drake and Drake mm -hmm. telling him like, yo, the women out of taste make it though. You know, right. for our music and, you know, breaking it that. down for them and shit like that. Like, I make my music for women. Like, right. you get what I'm saying? Like, nine times out of ten. I just, like, I was There's doing that, that other stuff, so nothing at all. Yeah. Like, I just transitioned to that. That's why I started doing the auto-tune stuff. That's why I started doing the club music, even though I live in D.C. D.C. had house, so it's time to bring that back. That's why I do more softer. I even started listening to Shay E. Crew. Because he's vulnerable in his music. And I'm like, I'm not a Superman in real life. I'm not the character I present in my raps. I have kids. I, I have love in my heart. I fell in love. I've been heartbroken. This dude expresses that. Not adapting to him, but I was like, that's some mature shit to do. And that will get you somewhere rather than being a character. Right. Even though antics and character do get you places. You right. feel me? Like, but and see, not where you do y'all think every rapper is in character? I say the vast to majority. To some degree. Yeah. Well, yeah, to some degree. You kind of have to. For the most degree. part. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be. Right. You don't have to you be. You don't now. have to be, but you got to right. be a type of vulnerable, right. like Kendrick Lamar on his last album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that is him. That's you him. know what I mean? Like, it's no, you can't, nobody else could do that. Nobody else. That's him. That's his story. He talks yeah. about his family. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's just completely and utterly him. He started the album by saying, like, he's letting God speak through him. And he, the album is about, you know, his him and his kids. And him reaching a new level of vulnerability. You get what I'm saying? Like, him reaching a new level of vulnerability and being able to talk about his kids and things of that nature, which he wasn't able to do before. See, which I think man. takes it to another level. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I couldn't. And I'm 39 now. That's my first time being able to do that, bro. And right. I've been rhyming since I was like 14, 15. It took me a lifetime to be able to do that. And then somebody doing that just off the gate or in, right. that, in another state of um, development is it, admirable. It made it easier for me to do it. Same here. Same here. Artist. I just didn't want to say it. Right. It just made it easier right. for me to do it because I'm like, there's no way I can't be like the most genuine version of myself. Like, Right. I've done a lot of different genres of music and like different types of music, um, but like I'm just trying. I'm interested in making my music. You right. know what there I'm saying? Yeah. I don't care what it is or how it sounds. Like as long as it's me, you feel me? 
And it's, it's odd, you know what I mean, you bring that up because I was being somebody else. Like, he was playing the Philly stuff in the car. And I remember um, when I first started getting a hold of Joey Jihad and early Meek, like, 02, 03, I adapted my whole flow to that. I even talk like them still a little bit. So, question. So, do you do y'all be in character as artists? I was. Um, that's why I got all them names. So, you I can have characters. Like, um, I like Cuz Lightyear, though. Cause like yeah, that, I mean that's a character. Bro. <laughs> that's a character. That was that was me at one point in life. You know what I mean? I was. I'm about to say that's that's what it is. Yeah. And that's the best way to put it is like I go into character because typically my music is about something I went through. Right. So like I go back into that character that I was in that moment. You get what I'm exactly. saying? So definitely still. It's like, cause, Cause like, I don't feel that. I'm sorry, I don't oh. feel the same way I felt in that moment. There you go. You get what I'm saying? Like right now, if I'm writing about some trauma that right. happened to me years ago, I, I still might not feel that way because I've healed. But right. I gotta get into character when I'm sitting in front of that mic. I gotta get bring back, back some of that shit mm-hmm. and then tap into that person I was in that right. moment. So, so as nice. artists, do y'all feed off of other artists? Like, do y'all ever like feel inspired and be like, hmm? Well, I like the way XYZ rap on this song. I'm about to give it a go. Yeah, when I first started listening to Graf, I was already that type of rapper anyway. But he was doing the extra Eminem stuff. Like, I don't want to say Eminem stuff, but he was like going extra hard with the matching syllables. And I'm like, you black and doing that? Bet, I'm going to do that. And you sound cool. Cool, like, you sound cool. You sound like you could go to a party and... Get some joints, and you can still, ooh, you feel me? I'm like, yeah, I want that. I like that, because I thought I sounded like a dork before to my own people. Like, white people like how I rap, and that made me, I was like, cool, but I was like, I want to, I want my own people to like me. I want my own people to listen to my music and kind of respect it. I want somebody younger than me that looked like me to, to feel my music. So I adapted a lot of times to that, but when I heard Graf, I was like, yeah, this is it right here. And I ain't fully modeled myself, but he definitely made me advance my flow. Right. I was already nice before that, but that took it somewhere else. As I was like searching for the artist I yeah. am, like I really tried to emulate, you know, my favorite artist. Um, as I picked beats in the beginning of my career, before I would rap on a beat, I would think about who I heard on the beat. Mm. I'd be like, yo, Cole would rip this. How would Cole start this verse? You know what I'm saying? And and I would rap like Cole on it. But it obviously wouldn't sound like Cole. It right. sound like me. You remember that at the end of the day, like the whole time, I'm using Cole flow. Right. And then eventually, like, <coughs> that becomes my flow. And then I add to it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I like, I can show you songs specifically Therapist. from my catalog. But therapists, you feel me? The rapist. That's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I know from the car. I know where he got that from too. Mm -hmm. Adult Swim. Yeah. Cartoon. Yeah. (laughs) And that's how. Like, cause he he was a message board rapper. Like a lot of us were. You feel me? So ran into that man a couple times. I never went against him, but I seen the name. I was like, oh, he's he's crazy. Yeah. I've even heard the old the rapist. Like he used to be a different kind of rapper. He was a full message board battle rapper. Mm. I mean, you'd be surprised like that. Influence modern battle rap. Like I think, I think a certain percentage of us were in the message boards learning because that's where you really learn how to put them syllables together. But he just he transitioned from that into a mature artist. Crazy. I just want you to call him name that call him the name you've been calling him for all these years. What Jay Snore? Nah, the other one. 
Which one was it? Diet Nas. <laughs> oh, Diet Nas. Yeah, yeah. yeah Diet Nas. Yeah, how did you Nas. How did you get there? What, him, Diet Nas? Diet yeah. Nas. That's disrespectful. Because you could tell he was emulating Nas in a way and trying to have that same story, but he doesn't have the same story. But he still made it way more palatable and relatable to everybody. Like, because... Everyone's not from He QB. wasn't no gangster. Yeah, he wasn't like that. You feel me? And when he be saying stuff like, at least I ain't lying like y'all, and I be feeling bad because I was lying in my raps, but I wasn't. You feel me? But I was. It's kind of odd. Like, I'm not going to incriminate myself, but I was like, well, I did this, this, and this, so I could talk about it, right? Even though I'm not that type of person. Because hmm. it's a difference in engaging in activity and in being an active nigga. And I just engaged in a little activity because people had me in situations. That man didn't even have to. And he's still nice and people fuck with him. So I get salty at boy like, man, I had to go through these changes and you could just be yourself. Wow. Oh, wait. I, um, no, I, I made a note of that years ago. Yeah, When we started the podcast, I was you like, yo, we, I'm definitely going to get him to uh, talk about that. But Nas, it was mainly the introspection, because Nas, Nas was one of the first introspective rappers that I heard, for real, for real. That's my all-time favorite. He's my, he's my go-to Nas. Yeah, Nas is the, the GOAT. He's the GOAT. These niggas just fist bumped. Yes, we did. Because he is Nas. Nas. N-A-S, yeah. the three letters. I mean, he... I feel like, he going back to the, the whole Pioneer thing, Illmatic is one of the most important music albums ever. I, listen to what I said. Music album, not music just hip-hop. Music. That thing is in the, the album's in the Harvard Library. There's not a lot of rap albums in there. You're right. That that's an important album. Like all y'all, everybody, all y'all favorite rappers. Look how much Cole mentions Nas. Look how much, um, fucking even Eminem. Right. Like all, all everybody that came after him. Like he, he made rappers want to. I got it. Not only step their shit up, but start rapping more intelligent. And that nigga dropped that album at what? What was he? Seventeen or something? Yeah, he was seventeen, yeah. turning eighteen. But he was recording some of those when he was sixteen. Sixteen, yeah, yeah. And then live at the barbecue, he did that when he was fourteen. And he said, "When I was twelve, I went to hell for snuffing Jesus." Jesus. Fourteen. <laughs> fourteen years old. I was gonna say, he's the reason why reasonable doubt sounds the way it does. Right. Because I remember when Hope was doing the Iggity, why did he slow the Iggity down? Because Nas slowed it down. Yeah. Nas killed the Iggity. I mean, he did, but he did say, nah, I mean, a moment of clarity, nah, I mean, he dumbed down to... I mean, if you say you, the double is dollars... No, no, I, he, yeah. Like he, Basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know if you want to call it a... I think it's an advancement, because that Iggity flow was not... I don't know. That it, was was it was phasing out, though. Yeah, like, it was phasing it was out. Phase, it was on his way but out. Nas did that. Nas made it go away completely. Like, yeah. as soon as 94 hit, I was still checking for Daz effects and Fushnickens a little bit because I was a kid. But I wonder if the grown cats was. Because Chip Foo was making up words. Like, tropical was not a word. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and the hove was sounding like Chip. He was sounding like Chip Foo. A little bit. He was doing the, the um the jazz old shit. The jazz old, yeah, yeah. I like, I love, I still love jazz. I mean, like, jazz old was his, his mentor, so his shit is know? more. It's still more fluid to me than Hove. Like, I can't explain it. Like, he he does the in between bars. He does the internal patterns. I like a lot. And he was accessible. Hove, not so much. I met him twice. That's a. I noticed you do the inside, the inside parallel. I, I do. I got yeah. it from Freeway and jazz, and then. My own brain do that too. 
I love them. Because if you read the rap, it's like a little puzzle. Like, oh, this little joins there. Before the highlight game came out. Right. No, Nas is great. No, I mean, Nas is a GOAT. Um, Takeover was better than either. But Nas is a GOAT. Never. Wow. Never. No, I mean. I've had that conversation all day. saying. It just, it, it took a whole song a, to answer a, a better, verse. It's a better so, song overall, did, but not a better disc. Cause, um, it's a better song, not a better, better disc. Song, That's the difference. Disc. You can play Takeover that ain't somewhere. a diss track to me. It's, 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 a, a, it's a song. So to me, when I listen to Takeover and Ether, it kind of sounds like a man and a woman arguing because in an argument, a man is laying facts and a woman is just being emotional. Why the fuck were facts in Ether? There's a, there's a list of the facts that were <laughs> That's in why I hate when people say that. He they, didn't, I, like, not all of them was facts, it. though. It was a lot of facts. All like of them wasn't facts, though. Like, he was speaking no, yeah, from the question. perspective of jazz when he was talking about getting chased to the building. He was actually jazz in that part of the verse because he did get chased to jazz's building and he was borrowing chains. Let's not forget and he was overseas with Kane. And then he started chilling with other mans. And then other mans. He was a social climber before it was cool. So how come everything Nas says is facts? It's not and all that, facts. Hold up. We didn't and say not, everything. And not debated. But like when Hope was saying facts on Super Ugly, like y'all didn't want to debate that. Because Super Ugly was a sad attempt. After he told me not a sad attempt. It was over. That was, I smashed your baby mother. That was a boxer after he just got knocked out trying to get up and swing again. He's yeah. stumbling. That's what that was. He nah. cried. <laughs> that, he was that was crying. it. He, he was crying. He was not crying. He was his voice broke. Hey, his voice yeah. cracked. Because you noticed he brought a different before. energy on Super Ugly. He, he tried to come a lot harder than Over he did on TakeOver. For sure. But it was too late. He should have like, brought that energy on TakeOver. He was mad. Man, Ether was alright, but it wasn't. Better. It just wasn't a party record like TakeOver was. was. That's why niggas Take didn't like it. TakeOver wasn't a party record. He made it one. He did. With that hook. That was mostly for Prodigy. Well, True. Okay. I'm just talking about the fact that Jay wanted something catchy. So people feel the Nas one yeah. about that. Nas one he, did the, he, he did the Drake before the Drake, where you have to be forced to listen to the diss song. Yeah. And if I ever diss somebody again, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put it over a nice club beat, so the person will be happy. They'll be forced to hear it in places they don't want to hear it. If things come to prominence to that, that would be nice psychological torture. I mean, the beat was cool. I do that to bitches. You <laughs> Damn, I'm gonna take that part and make that the intro of this episode. <laughs> That's funny. Wow, it's it's funny that you say that because as soon as you said that, a certain song of yours just popped in my brain. But I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that one alone. I mean, I speak on my experience. <laughs> What's the toxicity level of the song, sir? Very toxic. Oh. <laughs> like he said, he said it to me before he put it out, and I'm like, yo, you you gonna do this? Like, wow. This the route that you're going to go. I know. I was being more vulnerable with my last project. You know what I'm saying? I was being more vulnerable. I was... I had to. I I'm in my bag. I man said you was on my top five. Now I need my space. I'm like, hey, yo. Wow. You, <laughs> you made it to that top yeah. five. You was, you was... It was a lot of... Yeah. I ain't going to lie. It was a lot of quotables that I used because I was going through something too. And I was like, you know what? Let me use this as a post. She ain't never gonna feel my pain. <laughs> you ain't never. You ain't Psychological torture. Flavor. Like, bro, like, it's so many quotables in that song. Like, it's one of my favorites. I think it's underrated on the album. Yo. 
Honestly. It was a lot of good songs on the album. Um, I appreciate it. I sent you the album. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that joint again. Yeah, it was, it was great. But um, Takeover was better. But, <clears throat> but so, like, we're going to get into the whole uh, Legends section. Like, who do y'all hold as Legends? Like, unbiasedly. Because to me, I feel like Nelly don't get the flowers he deserves. He don't, and he beat KRS. I'm bro, scared. we always laugh about that beef, bro. <laughs> like that was Crunchy. one of the funniest beefs in hip hop ever. Beef in history, but it was funny oh, though. It, it made no you sense. You got mad. Oh, he wasn't even talking about him in the number one song. That wasn't even about you, and nobody even thinks about still number one as the number one. He was talking about himself. Why well, did you right. hop in that? Well, KRS also felt like Nelly wasn't making the hip hop that he think is hip hop. That right. KRS right. one think is hip hop. He's from St. Louis. What do you even though? Hold up. If we rewind, the St. Lunatics "Give Me What You Got" song was very hip hop, and their routines was hip hop, and they were a Wu influenced group beforehand. But guess what? They all got together. I even said it. We're gonna make you that guy, and he they created Nelly. Yeah, um, smart. Nelly definitely get his flowers from me because bro went. Diamond and before the digital age, yeah, which was really tough back then. I saw that album in multiple women's cars, like White Jones from Texas when I lived in Texas. Nelly album in the car, Jones in Columbus. Nelly album in the car, Random Jones upstate. Nelly album in the car during that whole period. Even people, mom, I'm like, this is some universal music. Yeah, yeah right. that's, that's what he made. Nelly that's why I bought the vinyl because that's that's a yeah. that was a game changing album, right. especially for our sales. I think as far as legends go, both of y'all were wearing the X today. Oh yeah, DMX. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got on a Griselda. I, I remember that DMX. I, you got the, the, well, I got the shirt on. You got the shirt on. Um, I remember. On the shirt, yeah. I remember as a child that being one of the first, like DMX album being one of the first CDs like I held yeah, my, my, in my hand, like the Blood of My Blood mm-hmm. album. Mm. And I remember just looking at it as a kid, and you know he in the bathtub with all the blood on him, and yeah, I'm just yeah. like, "That's wild this imagery, shit crazy." <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and then eventually I got a chance to listen to it, and uh, that was like one of the first. Like that's when I really started getting the CDs. You know what I'm saying? X was a very interesting individual. Quite for so sure. He had layers. For um, sure. But a lot of people only saw like one or two specific ones. But uh, if you actually like listen to him and paid attention to what he was saying, he's a genius. This book is crazy. Like I understand everything that man talked about. Like he talked about how his mom raised him and everything he went through. I'm like, I get it. Wow. Like (laughs) word. That's that. That's real life. That's how people raised. I was like. Astonished at the level of abuse that man endured, and it still had a positive attitude. It's still, yeah, 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 it's still yeah, I mean, close to God, his religion. Right. Yeah, like wow. he, that's crazy. You just think about it now. It's the most <laughs> aggressive yeah, like, is hitting you. I can see it. The most aggressive prayer sure. I ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's not even my favorite. My favorite is the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer. Every Christmas, I'm bumping. I'm yeah. bumping. That's on repeat. Yeah, you can't. That, that's a. That's a He's somebody that ain't gonna never be duplicated. Nah, you you can't make another act. Nah, it, it, it's just it's impossible. Yeah. Those fucking crowds, you know, those like summer. Oh damn. yeah, like, the Woodstock spring yeah. break. Yeah, that's summer jam lit is so lit, bro. Speaking speaking of transitions, he ended the shiny suit era. For sure. He brought that grime right back. 
Like, yeah, all that. Yeah, Rough Riders did as a, as a whole. Like they, they definitely brought that, that New York street shit back. Riding down the hill. Yo. The Rough Riders riding down the hill, fucking hundreds of bikes. But the Rough Riders wow. uh, headbands and shit. Yo, that shit. They still rocking. I um, I met one. I met a couple in Canada. <coughs> the dude Dre Bars that rap from Toronto. He's in prison right now, but um, he is a Rough Rider. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. International influence. Even though I consider, no offense to my, my Maple Leaf homies, shout out Nova Scotia, but I consider Canada a suburb of the United States. Because it basically is. If you live up there for a little while, it kind of feel like the crib. It's just slight differences. It's not like crossing the water where it's obviously not here no more. Yeah. Like, it's still people in Scotia with family from here. So, um, going back to that question about legends. So, so my introduction to hip hop, you know, was through my dad. And I remember talking about this on another episode. I don't know what it was, what we were talking about. But a lot of my favorite rappers, all my favorite rappers, because of who my father played when I was around him, because I was around him a lot in the car. So it was the DMXs, the Nas's, the Jay Z, Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. You know, th- these are these are the rappers that I'm most linked to and have more of a liking for everything else because that's what I grew up on and my first CD was um was it I think it was uh it was written that was mm. the first CD I bought Damn. first non CD first CD period but yeah and just that introduction to them that you know got me more that's why I'm more of a you know I guess you could say East Coast bias but then I started branching out of course listening to more as I was you know discovering hip hop on my own the older I got but those those four I just named Nas, Jay, Wu Tang, DMX, all the Rough Riders, the Locks, one of my top rap groups, you know, I'm, I'm gonna always hold them as as legends to me, cause they pretty much molded me. Molded me, yeah, got me. That that's where my love of hip hop came from, right? The late '90s period. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, my people's from all kinds of places, so there's so many. Like if I say legends. Of course, I got to mention Slick Rick. My mom was born in the UK, so I always had an influence. Interesting fact. Yeah, but her parents is from New Orleans. It's crazy. She was born on base over here, so I got dual citizen. That. <laughs> like, um, Slick Rick definitely been an influence. Actually, um, I remember hearing children's story in a car in 89 or 90 when I first came back to the United States from Germany. And I just heard that story. I was like, wow. This is crazy. I've never heard anything like this before. The children's story joining. And that resonated with me from a super early age. But like definitely Slick Rick. And then even to another region. Um, I used to be in New Orleans every summer. Because my mom had me in Texas. And um, I heard early Cash Money and early Juvenile. And um, early Bounce Music. And I got to say. Um, there was one guy I was going to mention. But you know he did some wrong things. But he is actually a pioneer to me in a way. Because he is like the South Buster Rhymes. But uh, we're not going to mention man's name because he is doing wrong things. His name starts with an M. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. But, yeah, him and, uh, of course, Juvie. But back to the East, Slick Rick. And then even people like Guru. Even though I'm not a calm guy like that. I just like that meat and potatoes. Him and Premier was always very consistent. You know, and he had lyricists on his song like um, 
above the clouds. That deck verse was crazy. I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large. Hard like rock stars that smash guitar. Like, what? Yeah. Premier is such an awesome producer, man. And in that beat, Premier just did that. So he, he's thing. one of my top five producers. And he's from Texas. He's, right. Crazy. He's from Texas. Like, a southern producer technically moved to New York. And a guy from Boston, a guy from Texas made some classic New York music. That's dope. Right. I think that's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah, yeah my, my biggest legend is definitely, and that as far as the, what influenced me the most, probably would, would be Wayne, though. Wayne for sure. Like I'm, I'm younger than y'all, so. Right. Um, I've really started listening, listening, late '90s, early 2000s, but mm -hmm. it wasn't until early 2000s that I was really comprehending, you know, yeah, what was going on, and you know, forgot Wayne. I forgot one person, cannabis. Yeah, that's yeah. Wayne and the Hot Boys, you feel me? Yeah. They was doing movies. Yeah. You feel me? Big timers, juvie, you feel me? That was the first time I really seen something like that. You know Cash, what I mean? Cash money like, at its peak. You right. feel me? And like my sister was a little bit older than me, so like I was listening to like three six mafia, you know what I mean? A lot of South shit. You feel me? She loved Lil Wayne. She always had I can't remember the magazines, but they she get the magazines and they send the posters. Like the right on what, Word Up, Word, word up, up magazines. Yeah, word yeah. 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 So she always had all the posters, all the CDs. Always had a boombox. So shout out to my big sister. She definitely every morning I woke up, her boombox was going full blast and something was on. You know what I mean? Like something from the southern for sure, right. either south or east coast. You feel me? New York, something like that. But oh. Wayne was different. So, I just want to touch on something Meta said when he brought up Slick Rick. I think Slick Rick is responsible for, like, the pretty boy flow, I guess. Yeah. Because, like, like, Fab is in my top five. And I feel like Fab got a bit of a style for Mace. And I feel like Mace got, you know, his cool... His cool, too cool to rap flow from Slick Rick. Rick. Yep. So I just wanted to mention that because uh, Fab is in my top five. But that go back to like the micro regional, the you know, the influences yeah. and the sounds. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why Baltimore is where it's at because we don't really have that. And right. what we do have of that isn't what people want to hear. Yeah, we're trying yeah. to forge our own sound. You feel me? Nice. We still working. See, DC, DC got something going right now, and I'm not going to be too critical of it, but it's cool. You feel me? It's kind of odd, because I remember when they said I rap too fast and I stayed there. Now they rap super fast, past the beat fast, like even worse than Detroit. But a lot of them, it's, you know what? I can't even say it's past the beat. They just hit weird pockets, and it's hard to understand unless you listen to that on a regular, unless you're a dude that do that, like, Play with play around with pockets and different bounces, but a lot of the time they don't care about the beat. But yeah, the DMV flow that's the thing. Even people here experiment with it a little bit. I hear like over certain songs, like it's cool, it's all right. I know they, they didn't really invent it, like it came from Rich, um, Pop, um, Pablo Heck, one of them, them guys. Oh, like, who Rich, who Rich Heck, yeah, yeah, all them guys, yeah. like, kind of that, like, this semi fast, weird flow, and then the DC dudes took it over, like, Big Flock, Super Do That, and then now all the kids rap like that. So they got their own thing, and people listening to it. And it's not necessarily about my approval. I'm glad it's coming to prominence. 
You know what I mean? I want to I want to hear, you know what I mean, something like that come from here that's like unique, unique in a way, even though it has other things popping like I do want to hear that cuz I do notice it's it's a lot of artists out here with bars like um I thought Boss Man and Mully Man could really rap. Like right. I thought they were nice, nice. You My man, Mully Man. I'm a blue yeah. Like I remember when they was dissing each other back and forth and um Mully Man rhymed over the ready beat by Black Rob and he was getting on Boss Man talking about he was a paramedic and calling his real name saying, Here's Travis I was like, Yeah, this is some good shit. They're rapping rapping. I like that and they being silly like on some Maryland shit, so I thought it was pretty cool. I mean Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to see this whole this whole region, the whole yeah, middle that region just get become bigger because DC, DMV, they, they already, you know, got their foot in the door. You know, right. Wale, Logic, Corday, all of them. But people, I want to, what I'm we just, I was about to say, people from the city don't really. I mean, I'm just saying the whole DMV. Yeah, the whole, right. but, yeah I ain't saying just DC. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's why I want to see like Baltimore get elevated to that level too. Right. But I, I feel like Baltimore Baltimore's going to have to do what they did. They're going to have to come with a style or something yeah. that's going to force people to listen. Because the, the, the constant gangster shit on trap beats is like... See, that's what they, it's weird. That's what they doing. It's just they flow is weird. Like, yeah. like the way they present it. But it's still the same. It's drill. It's still the same. It's just over different... Like, um... They kind of sound like the baby beats. But some of them use super trap sometimes. And that's like, um... Grim Brazy and Retta. It's like this... I'm not gonna call it... It's black EDM trap to me. Like, it, there's all kinds of different bass lines. The... The, um, they got these super low hats. These dudes draw hi-hat patterns that look like spiders and different shapes, and they sound... <laughs> when I hear them rapping over it sometimes, I'm like, all right, yeah. Well, I think I think the lack of, of in, like, Baltimore and, like, the surrounding area is, like, the reason why the music is the way it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're from D.C., you're from, like, the DMV, PG, like, it's nice. Like, it's nice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, legitimately. Like, it's nice areas. You can go. You can do shit. But see, a lot you of you... ain't shit. Yeah, the I'm dudes just that's real. cracking, like, to be honest, they don't even be there. They don't care about that. Them dudes is from Northeast and Southeast. Like, the Uptown cast, that's where the nice shit. But Northeast and Southeast is where a lot of them rappers is from. And they just focus on where they at. You feel me? They don't. Yeah. It's all about that. That's what people... But you're right. There's more to see. There's more area. You can go... You can go to MoCo, like, no, <laughs> Montgomery County, you feel me, and see something decent, or go to one of the malls, the National Museum, right. and they're free, the African American Museum, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But the thing about D.C. people is, a lot of them too cool for school. They don't want to do all But that. the culture in D.C. is different. Different, yeah. yeah. The culture yeah. in D.C. is different, and you could, you could tell that it's tell. a push for better and positivity, right. and it's a huge group of people in D.C. that want that. Right. You yeah. get what I'm saying? And are putting things in play in order to put people in position to succeed. In that's Baltimore, that. we don't have that. You get what I'm saying? We, we have a lot of old, and I'm going to call them legends because they Baltimore legends, yeah. with no skin in the game at this point. point. Yeah, like You get what I'm saying? Drew Hill, you would think they would invest a little more in some younger rappers since, you know, there's still royalty checks coming in, not saying, not pocket watching anybody, but, you know, present right. somebody else. And to be honest, I think y'all should take club music back from Jersey. For sure. I'm, I'm working on it. Please do, like, because I like Cookie Kawhi a lot. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I, I really like her a lot, and she look good, too. But, um, 
you know, I think y'all should come out with some like, like um, how the Jersey dudes is doing the drill over the house. Do something else smooth over the house. Something cool. That would be fine. I got I got some things I'm working on, but yeah. I'm just trying to like. It's hard. Like it's it's a it's a lot of Baltimore club producers in the city, but like I think it just need to be. T- Taken to the next level. Yeah, but you see, get that's what, what I'm saying. Like it needs to be songs. Right. Yeah. Like we songs. need to be able to create songs to these beats. Like you get what I'm saying. Like and that's what they doing up there. Like Cookie Kawhi does whole songs to them beats. Hook, eight eight bridge everything. Raps and singing on it. Just you know what I mean. Instead of the the chants and everything, but that's in there too. Cause TikTok TikTok yeah. will make it rock. But yeah, you're right. You know what's crazy? I love to hear that. People in Jersey actually think that they create a club. That would be a lot. It's wild, like, bro. That's a super lot. I know. For sure. It's a lot that they believe, though. And it's a lot of differences. Yeah. There's a lot of differences. And I think people that don't understand club music and listen to, like, a Jersey club beat, I don't even know what the technical name is for it, but... Um, when you listen to that, like it's it's because they don't they don't use the think about it break like that in they joints and like here they use the think about it break and to be honest, there was club music in D.C. before, but then Go Go just choked it to death. They they even used the the think about it beat. Why'd you say? <laughs> I fucking hate Go Go, bro. No, I love it. It's great. It's great. I, I like it because it you know you have to play an instrument. You gotta be able to play an instrument. You gotta be able to sing, or it's not gonna work out. Even though a lot of go-go singers leave I'm much right. to be desired. I'm cool. You, I like, you don't I like the comments. The, 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 the pots of pants kill me. I like, That's called a roto time, bro. That, that, it, just, it just ain't me. Like, I, and it might got, I'm biased. I'm from Baltimore. I like I'm, both I'm kinds of music. But also, live, I, I, I left just, from out this area and I was in Ohio. So I had to latch on to something. And I was like, I like I'm going to be the first person to embrace both. You feel me? I like both. Because I've been up here before. I got more friends up here than there. I don't hang with nobody down there. For a reason. But, um, yeah. yeah. I like how we got to club. Because, um, actually, like, I was going to segue into... Definitely. Rest in peace, Case. Yeah, and I was going I was gonna say, as far as <laughs> Swift, I feel like club music in Baltimore has not been the same since she passed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just nah. me. It left a huge hole. Yeah, it, it just don't. It left a huge hole, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It, it's some, it's still the there, though. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, they were just playing some Friday morning, Thursday morning. You feel me? I got Mighty Mark. You feel me? He's definitely one of the biggest, you know, in the city that's doing it. You know, shout out to them, Dark City. You know, on right. Netflix. That's crazy. My guy, Torian. You feel me? Like... Rip Knox, like, it's some crazy producers, you know, Pyrex Whipper. Yeah, I know uh, Pyrex. YG Beats, Take Bang. Like, Baltimore got some amazing producers. Take Bang a producer, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Take Bang was just, uh, he rap. I thought it's all he rap. Nah, he nah, nah. Too? He got, he got Nicki Minaj records. Wow. What's he got Beyonce, right? He got Whoa. a Grammy. He got a Grammy for a produ- production credit on Beyonce album. Oh, That's wow. Baltimore. Wow. That's somebody who I've been in. Sessions with, you know what right. I mean? Somebody I rap with. So, as well as my brother, he does um, opera. He sings port for, with Porgy and Bess. That's he dope. has a Grammy as well. So, like, 
you know, when you see things like that so close to home, it just shows you how attainable it really is. Wasn't it a Baltimore rapper that produced uh, Mr. Pyrex Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, Breath of Fresh Air. That's, uh, Jesus Christ, I can't think of it right. Let me look at my phone. Damn, we chopped it up with him, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I just can't. I'm, cannot. I, I'll Pyrex say it when man. I say it. Mr. Pyrex Man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Shout out Benny. Yeah, a Baltimore producer. Nah, I mean, made that hot. Oh my God, I'm mad. I can't remember the name. <laughs> but um, you was about to mention something. I oh, know we were just uh, segueing into subgenres because um, for some reason a lot of subgenres in hip hop don't get a lot of love. But I like it. I like the fact that it is a lot of different subgenres because um, hip hop is rooted in self-expression and everybody expressed their expressed themselves different ways and i'm a firm believer in you can like two different types of artists at the same time i mean you 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 can Mm -hmm. it's okay to like Nas and little uzi vert you know can i do (laughs) like it's okay to like the new ones coming up i mean and i think sometimes uh hip-hop kind of get in a rut because the older be beefing with the younger and it's yeah. like you should be their big homie like you should be showing them I mean but shout out to rappers like Snoop that embraces the, the younger youth. generation right and right. you know I think that's cool without Shane Sung in their energy cause you know some people some people like getting next to young people and absorbing their energy and then you don't see them for Diddy. a while like <clears throat> Chris and you know Diddy but Diddy's a, a full on vampire that yeah. man just full on vampires I would never sign with Diddy yeah, that's a that would be a mistake. I've never seen anybody really go anywhere super good after that. Nah, he like, he he makes that his money and yeah, he bring you yeah, out as it. much as he can <laughs> and then he throw you to the wayside. Yep. And it was by the way the Baltimore rapper that produced um, Mr. Pyrex Man by Benny the Butcher is Jay Oliver. I am oh, Jay I Oliver. heard of him. I I, I'm Jay I know Oliver. somebody that know him. Four one zero on Instagram. Shout out to Benny. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, Baltimore, uh, Baltimore got a lot of talent, man. Speaking of which, shout-outs to Upstate, because I did live in Rochester, and it's wonderful seeing people like Ito, because I've been listening to Ito, and I knew about Spech like 10 years ago when he was on Green Lantern's tapes, and I thought he was from Virginia somewhere because his accent was weird, but he is actually from Rochester. Hmm. You know, I, I, I appreciate, you know, Buffalo artists coming up and With being Zelda. in prominence. Griselda. You sure. know what I mean? Because my, my guy, M80... Works in a studio. He produces for them in Short Fuse Productions. That's our thing. So, I mean, wow. I, so I'm I'm kind of connected to that situation indirectly. So I always have a good appreciation for them coming out and then bringing lyricism back in a way, even though it's six hours up, and then making the city pay attention. Like, look, this is what you're missing right now. Right, get sure. back to it. It's now good. I got family up there. Yeah, I got a record with Benny. I'm working on That's right now. That's dope. Actually, yeah. so. Yeah, that, that, that is dope. That. That's real dope. I, I like what Griselda's doing because they, they're trying to bring that, that 90s shit back, right. but they're doing it so that it's accessible today. So yep. their lingo is different, the, the shit they're talking about. And I feel like it's going gonna, it's gonna to probably wake New York City up. For sure. It, it's already it's gonna is. Make, it's going to make New York City rappers go back to that shit once they see how that Griselda's getting success off of this. I don't that's, know. That's, New York on that drill wave right now. They're going to be there for a second. I mean, it depends on the age group. Like, yeah, um, city, though. Like, that's the city. 
But yeah, you you right. Even though I, I do see them, they're actually transitioning into something else, but they're still biting. Instead of being doing the um the drill thing with the Chicago, now they're trying to be like Detroit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing it and seeing it. Like mm-hmm. when I was there last time, I was hearing certain things, and then um, my friend, my little friend, I was with. Shout outs to Ashley. But yeah, she was um playing Mad Kodak Black, just Kodak Black, Kodak Black, and then I hear Hella Kodak Black coming from. Cars, so I'm like, okay, I hear y'all trying to adapt to something else now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can get some more Griselda in their life and not, you know, keep Shang Sunday. Why you? I, sh- nah, cause um, I'm thinking about a statement that I said a while back, and like when I say this, people kind of look at me crazy. But then when I explain it, like people get it. Um, to me, Benny sounds like Benny is what Cam would have been if he would have stayed lyrical. For sure. He's like Cam if you care, but I say Cam has more flows than Benny. Like he unlocked more flows because yeah. he's free. He doesn't stay stuck in the subject matter. Like it's Benny, just that cockiness that right. behind me and Cam. You For know, sure. like, yeah, that I, can, that I can rap and I can be cocky too. Right. Like you could just, I just hear Cam's essence and Benny. Absolutely. I mean, so like that's that's crazy. Yeah. Even though Benny is clearly influenced by nineties J. Oh yeah, because he talks about it all the time. Ninety-seven Hove is the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ninety-seven Hove is definitely that song. So, like, have y'all ever thought? I'm talking to the artist. Have y'all ever uh, considered dabbling in subgenres of hip hop? Absolutely. Um, I've done a no beat project by myself. I produced this on YouTube. It's alright. Um, I do the auto-tune thing, and I make club music. I try to do everything at the same time that I like. If I like it, I'm going to try to do it just to see if I can. And it works out for me because I listen to it. I don't really put out music for other folks' um, consumption. Oh, yeah, I produced the whole drill project for my guy in Boston. Mm. So, yeah, and I started rapping over it myself, but I wanted to do something different with drill, like, there's jazz drill now. There's all kinds of R&B drill. I've done that before, but... um. You know, now I put the cyberpunk elements into it because it's like, all right, it's frenetic pace. There's all kinds of mechanical sounds. There's lasers. So I'm like, why don't you make it robots? And you feel me? Put all the superhero shit in it and then make it lyrical. And I've done that before. Like I got a, a song called, oh man, I forgot my own song title. But um, I said I had the predator shit on my shoulder. All my competitors ended up with holes. You feel me? But I was like talking about, you know, sci-fi type violence instead of, regular street violence because, you know, you got to advance it a little bit. But, yeah, I, I involve myself in every subgenre possible. Nah, for sure. And I think, like, yeah. I I did that on accident, just trying to find myself as an artist. Yeah. You know, as, as I was learning myself and learning what type of beats I want to do and my lane, you know what I'm saying? I think it's also um, something that has affected my career. And like, I don't say a negative way, but it's definitely affected my career just because I've done so much different things. Like, it's just hard to have an expectation for me as an artist, as a fan. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of never know what you're going to get. So, you know, that's something I'm like really working on is like focusing on, you know, what lane I want to be in, how I want it to sound and start making everything sound, you know, cohesive. Cohesive, yeah. Cohesive project. Yeah, I think um, I think what you're doing is interesting. Um, like I said, I always listen to like your older stuff, and you can hear the evolution 
in every project, you know. And one of my things, one of my criteria for a great rapper, personally, is somebody that can evolve without changing too much. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, like, I think that's why guys like Nas and Jay are, like, my go-to greats. Because, like, with every project, you can hear the transition right. and where they are in their life right. versus other rappers. They're kind of stuck in, like, right. one gear. And it's like, all right, you can rap. That's cool. Right. It's you cool. Hear, you hear, hear, it's, yeah. Like, when I you hear that. money bag, you know what you get. <laughs> yeah. You get that. Ass shaking. And, and it's crazy. Greatness. I was because I'll be thinking about that when I be listening to Nas' recent albums, all those King's Disease albums, mm. like how he's evolved and now he, he's yeah. doing what with, with the, the new niggas are doing now, like how he had Fabio on the yep. first one. Like that, that shit made me happy. And see, like, go ahead, go ahead. Man. Nah, go ahead. No, I was done. Uh, <laughs> nah, because I was saying, like, I kind of segued into that because, like, people wonder why I don't have, like, Wayne on the same tier as those guys. And it's like, don't get me wrong, like I like Wayne is entertaining, but Wayne doesn't make me think. Not you know? at all. You know, uh, it's, huh? it's, he doesn't make me think. Like, like when so like when I listen think to, as, as far as what like yeah, his lines you, don't like okay his, his he's like an basic. entry level bars rapper to me. Like he has all the flows, and he has all the ingredients, but he's not like all the way up there. Like if you listen to Elza, then you listen to Wayne, or you listen to Lupe, then you listen to Wayne. And it's like Lupe can do everything that Wayne does at ten times the level Wayne does all the time. Like he just has the brain capacity. And Wayne is like, he could rap like lights out. Wayne, he was already syllabled out. He already had lines. He is already nice. You know what I mean? He already had it. Lights off. I mean, that was the song. Um, and there was another one, the blues, where I first you know what I mean heard him really doing his thing. Like, and that was before he met Gilly. But then after he did the Philly thing, it's like, okay, this is Lyrical Wayne. This is Squad Up Wayne. He's barring out. But are you ultra barring out? Like, his fans think that's ultra barring out. But I'm like, all right, listen to Elza. That's ultra, ultra barring out to where it's a puzzle in the raps. You got to wind it mad times. Exactly. That's what I was about to say. But, like, like Wayne, I mean, it's like I get everything Wayne say off gate the first time. That's Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. So, you know so remember your comment earlier when you was like you was at a certain age where you could like fully digest rap and understand what it is like i didn't have to get to that age with wayne like i was already there versus yeah, I, like I, I can't i can't agree with those statements i know you i mean i, feel you, I get it like and i just say that because i i feel like that is kind of the point yeah to make it accessible you know what i'm saying right. like my artists put things in ways that only they could say, but everybody will understand. Right. And I think that's what makes Wayne so good. You get what I'm saying? And I do get what you mean. Right, and I'm right. not taking nothing. Like, it's levels to hip hop, right. obviously. Like, and. I think of Cassidy the same way. Yo, Cassidy He's, is my Santa Claus. When I say that. Nah, I mean, it's like growing up and realizing Santa Claus ain't real because, oh. like, Cassidy music aged so horribly, bro. And it, it pains me to say that because I was a huge Cass fan back then. And it's like, I'm listening now and I'm just like, mm. I can't even look at Cassidy this anymore. And you know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, just, I just can't. Tell man. the story. Tell the part of the story. All right, so we got a homie in Philly. Shout out to my man's uh, 
Brad Taylor. He's in Philly. I met him in the Navy or whatever. And uh, we was out there chilling, and we were just talking. And, like, he basically broke it down. Like, Bull wasn't as important as he make himself out to be in Philly. Mm. And this is a Philly native. Like, yeah. you feel me? That's heavy in a community saying this. So right. it's like, <laughs> you really can't be mad at that attestment because it's like. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I heard that. The hard like, way. I don't know anybody from there that likes him. Like that, like the, his CD would be in their collection and they kind of listen, but there's no rapport. They ain't got love for him. Mm. Bro, when he let, when he let Wayne and Fab outrap him on his own track, yo, I was, that was kind of it I for thought me. he was just playing Anchor because that verse wasn't strong enough. Bro. It didn't have no Like power. you could tell, you could tell like that was kind of like one of Wayne's throwaways because yeah. it was good and potent, but you could tell he wasn't trying. Know what I mean, it sounded like to me, it sounded like Cass was the only one that was trying, but he was still getting out barred on his own song, and it's like, damn, like you could if you listen to all three verses, you could really tell that Fab and Wayne just showed up, right? Did what they did, and Cass is really trying to do his thing, <laughs> he's fighting for his life, right. and it's like. <laughs> That's what happens when you get on a song with legends. Nah, I mean, yeah. like even is Cassidy like, a legend? Huh? Is Cassidy a in legend? He way. ain't even a legend in Philly, bro. <laughs> he ain't a legend right. outside of Philly. They I just want to say, they be mocking that name man. the song, right? You just named the song with two legends on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's three artists on the song. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That was harsh. that was a harsh one. <laughs> yeah. But it's, hey, yo. it's kind of facts. It's factual. Nah. He got eight on that joint. Like, and that was the best song on the joint. Damn. No, because this one joint he had with Nas, and like, I ain't going to hold you. Like, the first time I listened to it straight through, but after that, after Nas' verse, I kind of cut it off. Because yeah. it's like. Yeah, he fell <laughs> off. He fell off a, 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 a yeah. steep cliff. I and then he went to battle rap. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> stunk it up. Mm. Even worse. Bro. All right, so that kind of brings me to my next question. Um, Have you ever. Felt out barred or like outdone on a track, and if you did, like before it went out to the people, have you ever rewritten a verse? Um, gentlemen, I have rewritten verses, but not because I felt like I I was out barred. I do feel like I've been on songs with people, and that verse was better than mine. Yeah. But I really. I, this is me versus me. I don't look at it like that, dog. Like, I promise right. you. Like, if we on a song together, it's because it's all love. You yeah. get what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Like, I'm not... I don't like Shaq and Kobe relationships. Like, if we on the same team, we on the same team. We work together. Point blank, Perry. It's not, I'm better than you or you better than me. Right. It's we both got a common goal. But I do think there's been times where people have... Their verses was better for the song. You get what I'm saying, but I ain't never changed. Yeah. I ain't never. I can't change. Uh-uh. Like uh, once, once it's it's there, it's like, there, it's there. I'm not about to rewrite. And I was, I was gonna agree. Like, um, I got done up by my man's Eclipse from Detroit on the song because I was just fucking around with pockets, like experiment with a new flow. And then he had 36 bars that were just wild. He went crazy on that joint. And I was like, why did you do that? But um, cool. It's, it was on my project, so I was like, all right. Right. He went off. That he did his thing. He yeah, came fine. serious. I was not 
You know what I mean? I was doing something else. And I was like, all right. It was like a little wake up. That's happened more than once. Right. A couple of times I was just anchoring. I was just happy to be there. And let me mm-hmm. write something real quick so I can be on the joint. And then it was somebody else that has something already ready and they went crazy. Right. But I always think in my head, I'm going to get you. I mean, I'll, I'll just get on another joint with you. Like, uh, Black Milk and Elzai had that issue before where they, or no, Elzai and Royce. Like, there's one verse, there's one song where um, Elzai got Royce and then Royce got Elzai. Because it's like, no, I can't let you get off like that, bro. But once again, I, I think like you, where I'm not competing with the other person. Right. That being said, I'm thinking about the listener and my reputation sometimes. And I listen back like, damn, he wasn't playing. Right. I need to not play. I Next definitely, time. I definitely had to grow into that though, because yeah. when I first started and I first started rapping with my man's, he definitely was better than I yeah. was, and a lot of them verses like, it made me mad, you know what I'm saying, and I had to get better, point blank period, like I had to get better, like we played our songs, and for a group of our niggas, and our niggas is like only talking about his verse, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I sat there and I ate that shit, and I got better. Speaking of Royce, um, I remember when they he was talking about him and Eminem were doing that when they was recording Hell the Sequel. Yeah, they was they was competing. The Z who outrap. I mean, it was friendly competition, right. obviously, but they was, you know, trying to outdo each other. And I love that. I kind of uh, I wish you know my friend, my homie, that uh, I did that with like where we we had the competitive pen with each other and we made beats together and all of that. He passed away, so mm-hmm. after that, like I kind of. Lost the spark to do things, and that was in 2011. For real, for real. That's that still was, hurt. I can see that in your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't holding. If I lost my that person, I'd be sick. That's wild. So, like, do you happened twice. Man, my Sorry, producer bro. that rap, and then another one I met right after that. Damn. Yeah. That's deep. Sorry. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um. Alright, so my final question uh, on the artist tip, like, do you ever feel a type of way when you're doing a you're doing a collaboration on your project and it kind of is only getting attention because of that feature? Mm, yeah, you know what? You got a lot of me, bro. We alright. Mm, I'm trying to think, cause when I was doing the drums with G Depp. He wanted me to be on his songs. But I remember the one, I like, my man was like, you know he ate you, right? And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. But he kind of did the first one. The second one, though, I got him. But, like, the first one, he was not playing. And he writes in his head, too. And I was like, damn. Well, he's he was on Bad Boy. He's more known than me. Hey, people fucking with that. You know what I mean? It's on my joints, so... I'll be happy with it. I got a person that was in the industry on my song. And then he put me on his tape. And I torched him. Right. The next time, though. But dude right in his head, though. Like, it's his choice whether he wanted to torch or not. That's the thing about it. I don't know whether I legit got him or he was just being cool. You feel me? But, so, yeah. I'm going to give you a different perspective because I'm in the, the process of, you know, doing this record with Benny. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's obviously something I've been thinking about. Right. You know, and you heard the record. Yeah. And, you know, just listening to Benny's verse. And I wrote the verse twice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, doing the second verse and listening to his verse and, you know, just being confident in what I'm doing. And uh, just knowing that 
I can't try too hard because motherfuckers right. won't know I'm trying. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm also, I also know that I'm where I'm at because I've been doing what I've been doing. So I'm not going to get to right. this point and change nothing. You get what I'm saying? Sure. And if the record come out and, you know, it get more, you know, niggas fucking with it because of Benny, like, that's what it was that's for. That's what's up. That's what it was for. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's why we got the verse. You feel me? So, you know, we can we can get a little attention off of off of Benny. Right. Me? You know what I mean? You never know. You might get some new fans out of his fan base. Nah, I am. That's the point. Yeah, that's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna happen. Like they <laughs> right. gonna click on it because they say Benny. And they gonna say the Podge featuring Benny the Benny. Butcher. But right. they gonna see. They ain't gonna see the Podge. They gonna see, see Benny. Benny the Butcher. And they gonna be like, "Go oh, shit, quit." Yeah, see, who, who's right. Then they gonna hit my black ass. Yeah, but you know it's gonna be those people that play the songs all the way through. You know, like I just said, um, back then when I was listening to Cass and he had that joint with Nas, like the first time I played it all the way through to see what it was. Right. Then, so I think you're gonna get those people that hear it, hear it, that's, that come for Benny, but they're gonna stay for Pudge. Right, for sure. It'll be a little bit of both. I mean, you know what I mean? Analytics will show right. you. Analytics will show you if a motherfucker listen to your song for 30 seconds and skip it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll tell you how often people are listening to the whole song. Right. Yeah. You know what it I'm saying? It does that for podcasts, too. So, I'ma know. That's a fact. Yeah. Well, when that when that record dropped, I mean, Facts from the Lab would definitely have it and we'll, we'll be definitely. Y'all right, y'all, y'all, y'all doing that exclusive for the drop. Okay. Oh, yeah. You feel me? There you go. <laughs> Breaking news, shit. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I'm gonna do that exclusive for the drop. I like know. that. I like yeah. that. Definitely. So keep an eye out for that. Oh yeah, we definitely gonna set that up and make that uh, make that happen. And I also got. Uh, I know you probably familiar. I got a verse from Tragedy Gaddafi. That's dope. That's dope. I got dope. a verse from Tragedy. One of Nas's OGs. That's one of the components to his flow too. You know, intelligent hoodlum. So I actually start putting together a verse for that as well. Right. So I'm really looking forward to that because his verse is crazy. Mm. I don't even think I let anybody hear that because <laughs> like wild. it's it's just Trash magical. Crazy. It's magical how his voice sounds and it just gives you that old hip hop feel. So like mixed with my vocals, I think it's gonna be a nice right. pattern. Okay, okay. So and um, that's two dope collabs for a Maryland artist because it's like bringing those eyes down here. Like yeah. We could do that too, and it's shout out to Doja Rays and the other artists that were in the sure. lyrical category in the DC and Baltimore area. But now it's time for a new generation of people that are on that tip that are not Cordae. Right. You know. Yeah. So hip hop is definitely something I can talk about for hours and hours, but unfortunately we don't have hours and hours, <laughs> so we about to get to the wrap up point, and I'm just gonna ask like a couple more questions. Sure. And then we're gonna start closing out. So, uh, I guess this question is gonna be a one-parter for Mike and I, and it's gonna be a two-parter because y'all gonna be answering as a fan and an artist. Mm -hmm. So, how has hip hop changed your life? I'm looking okay. across. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> now I wanted, I wanted everybody listening to know that I'm looking across at you. Mm. How has hip hop changed my life? Yeah. I'm, I feel like this is probably a generic answer, but it's just the truth. It it gives me three things. Mm. 
it, it, it that's really what it is. It, it, it's therapy. It, it's like every, everybody, everybody's dealing with stuff. Mm-hmm. We all are, and music is an escape for people. And hip hop speaks to me in ways other genres just don't. Because some of the things you're going through, some of these other rappers might be going through, you know, and you can relate. And that, that's just sometimes I'll listen to it, of course, you know, for, you know, entertainment, you know, but. Then there's other rappers that I listen to, you know, just to hear those messages and then they hear those little words of wisdom or even advice, you know. Sometimes they'll drop those little gems that you listen to and you say, like, man, I should start, I gotta change this. He's right, you know. So that that's why hip hop is special to me and that's what it means to me. Damn, that was generic. Say no. It was a little corny, so. I had to change my answer after hearing that one. I don't know why <laughs> shit was generic. <laughs> I mean, well, for me, um, I kind of use hip hop as a time capsule. Like, it helps me, it helps my brain, like, relate to certain memories. For sure. Like, if I put on a certain, if I put on, if I put on um, Trade It All by Fabulous and fucking uh jagged yeah, edge, jagged edge yeah. i mean it just takes me back to a time when we was wearing jerseys with the forces mm. and the long shorts and shit and the baseball socks like it take you to a time where things was simpler know what i mean and um i get i get a lot of my confidence from hip-hop to be honest uh because i listen to rappers like cam and them and like hearing them be confident makes me be like all right i gotta step my shit up you feel me i gotta I gotta walk with this this certain walk with the shoulders up and shit and chin up, let niggas know that I'm that nigga. You feel me? And um, it's just it, it gave me a voice. Like I know that sounds corny. I don't nah, care, but <laughs> it it gave me a voice. And uh, cause it's a hip hop song about everything that I ever been through, you know. And it just makes those situations easy to deal with to know that it's people that's going through it just like I am. I mean, so that's that's what hip hop done to me, done for me. Oh, well, it gave me social currency where I didn't really have too many bef- much before that I knew of, and a focus point for my energy and my intelligence because I was just wasting it. Like I was pretty decent, smart in school. A lot of people thought I was, you know, and even to this day. But I applied that to something else in the art form that's appreciable. That I could keep from me, and it, it brought me places. I wouldn't have moved to Canada for one for hip hop. My second kid's mom knows me from being on a tape with somebody. Mm. Um, it brought me to LA, brought me all kinds of places. Um, to New York, you know, um, most of my relationships, my friendships that are still going on were based off of that. Like, I, I created lifelong friendships with people from rapping with them in a, a dark corner of a bar 20 years ago, and those are forever like whenever I go to Ohio I always have somewhere to stay at one of the homies house for you know temporary times until I do something but everywhere I go I know somebody because of that almost nice. like when I was up in Harlem I got a homie there I mean from rap and um, it puts me in crazy good positive situations and negative situations but I wouldn't trade that for anything you know that's so. what it, that's what it brought me is basically I wouldn't really have much without it in the way of people or situations so it changed my life for the better and somewhat for the worse because I could have been doing other things and made maybe more productive but you can do productive things while you rap you feel me yeah. and and like he said there was good advice like the the buck that bought the bottle could have struck him 
hit the lotto, you feel me? Like Nas said, a lot of people name that line, but that's super important. Like making the rash decision and buying that temporary relief rather than thinking in the future, even though the lottery is a game of chance and you're not supposed to gamble, it's still something that resonates. So yeah, it brought me all that. And it allowed me to give something to the world too because I really didn't think I had anything to give to anybody until I started doing that. I think for me, like, I think music just helped kind of slow everything down for me. Um, you know, with me being like, as charismatic as I am, and interesting you know, choice of words, outgoing, <laughs> and, you know, I, I talked a lot, and a lot of my words would get me in trouble. And mm -hmm. um, I just remember being a kid and really going into that phase of I got my headphones on twenty four seven, you know, and it became it went from you know you won't ever shut up to why are you not answering me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't called you 20 times. That's because I got my headphones right. on. You know what I mean? It helped close out a lot of the the things I was dealing with, um, you know, at those those times. So, you know, the generic answer is, like, yeah, it, it saved me for real. So. And it saves people every day. You get what I'm saying? It's, you can laugh to songs, cry to songs, you feel me? Like, they do everything to you. Every possible emotion you can get from music. You feel me? I think music is just universal. Um, everything I hear is music. You know what I mean? Whether I'm just typing my finger on the desk or, you know, the wind is blowing the wind chimes. Like, music is everything um, for me, especially. You know what I'm saying? So. Pretty good answers. Yeah, for sure. Those were all good answers. A lot of different right. answers, yep. different perspectives, and that's what we are about here at Factional Lead. You know, different, uh, different energies, different outlooks, all that. That's right. That's right. And that's a good way to close this out. But before we go, as we do with all our guests, you know, y'all can plug all y'all social medias, whatever y'all want to plug. We let y'all plug it. Whoever want to go right. first. Go ahead. I'll go first. Y'all know me. Y'all heard of me before. My name is Napaj, Japan Spoke Backwards from Baltimore, Maryland. Follow me on Instagram at Japan Backwards Music. Follow me on TikTok. I've been trying to grow that lately. I just got on that wave. You feel me? Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Um, growing Pains out everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can find it. Um, working on Growing Pains too right now. Benny, Benny feature coming soon. Benny feature coming soon. Look <laughs> for the exclusive right here on yeah. Factional Lab. Sooner than later, actually. Sure. So, watch out for that. We got a couple albums on top too. So, split on it. Okay, yes, sir. At Megatron. Oh, it's Meta. At Megatron Meta. At oh wait, hold <laughs> up. At Megatron Meta on Instagram. I also edit videos in a very fun way. So if you need that service, I could do that. As soon as I get a new system or get my computer shipped down from Canada. I also have a TikTok that I don't really use that much because uh, one of my videos caught a child warning because I guess there's too many kids dirt biking and doing fireworks at a party out here. I used for footage of a club. I did a club joint and I had, it was a, a house party and there was kids dirt biking and fireworks. They put a child warning on that. I'm like, why? Wow. 
That's normal activity in this okay. whole region. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird. We ride dirt bikes. I don't, yeah. don't take so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you're in Baltimore, you're going to hear a dirt bike every yeah. day and you're going to hear a firecracker every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Continue. For sure. So that, those are both um, at Megatron Meta. Um, I don't have a Twitter anymore. I've been banned from Twitter for like seven years almost. Um, Dang, so. nigga doing time. <laughs> yeah. Twitter jam. How the fuck? <laughs> I was going crazy. Twitter um, extra. It was it was shit. still the end of the troll era. Or you know what? You know what? I said I asked, um, but I did use some colorful words. Um, somebody that was not black was involved in a reparations conversation, and I, I said, their race and the B word. Why are you in this convo? Bam! That was my last strike. So yeah, there you go. Man. But she shouldn't have been in the conversation. So yeah, yeah at Megatron Meta that. on Instagram and at Megatron Meta on TikTok. And uh, you can see video edits and various fun things in my stories. I like to put uh, survival manuals from the 80s on YouTube on my stories for some odd reason. Because there was one part where this man was eating. A, he was talking about about to eat a dog when he was in nature. Like those old army joints from like the 70s and 80s is funny as hell. But I put those in my stories. Sometimes I have pieces of documentaries in between. It's a very interesting show. Yeah, that's definitely... Uh... Yeah, that's something to discuss. But yeah. like you said, we like we were talking about earlier, if we're gonna continue this fifty years of hip hop celebration, there's gonna be more hip hop episodes this year. More and, episodes, more guests, yeah, all yeah. that. We're gonna celebrate all year, it's fifty years. So with that sure. we're gonna get out of here because it's Saturday night and niggas got things to do, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 With that being said, man, it's your man, Max. Yeah. And it's Mike Navarro. We out of here. I know that game, man. We ready for that. Two soldiers headed the pack. Matter of fact, who got the gap? And where my army at? Rather attack and not react. Back to beats, it don't reflect on how many records get sold on sex drugs and rock and roll. Whether your project's put on hold in the real world. These just people with ideas. They just like me and you when the smoke and cameras disappear again. The real world.